welcome back to Peach's Picks, your one-stop podcast shop for all the geeky crap your mom doesn't care about. As always, I'm your mocha host with the most peaches with a, oh yeah, I forgot to say Queer Edition, the premiere podcast at peachfuzzcomics.tumblr.com. It's been a while. I know. I'm sorry. I've been getting all of your fucking asks and letters and whatchamacallit. I can't make those references anymore because he's a fucking sex offender. God damn it. Uh, Cosby, why? <laughs> anyway, uh, hi, I'm back. Um, I'm doing a little something different, as I always do, because I'm never consistent when it comes to... Um, new varieties of content for you guys but i am consistent in how i release them um we have a very special guest today and this is the first time um i'm doing this on the air oh my god because she and i have been meaning to do this for i spoiled your gender um it Uh, she has been. Uh, she and I have been meaning to do this for fucking ages. Like she's a like a long time old friend of mine, and um, she's a pretty prolific cosplayer in the in the. We can't necessarily call this in the Tristar area, but in the Boston area, the New England uh, area. Um, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna be talking about cosplay, geekdom, sexuality, and uh, just in general to have a bunch of badass bitch nonsense, and. Uh, um, first of all, uh, let, we'll, we'll, we'll just fucking skip the whole rigmarole, whatever. Uh, oh, wait, 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 one last bit of the rigmarole. Holy shit, did you hear that new fucking intro music, Moonwalker? The band playing was Moonwalker. My man, my man Rob Cruz, one of the most beautiful people that I know in the world. You may, you definitely know him in Reckless Serenade. You definitely know him in We Speak in Sounds. But guess what? He's in a new band called Moonwalker, and you just heard that shit. I have tracks to release to you guys for the next three episodes of Peach's Picks. It's going to be much more uh, consistent in terms of content of this releasing out. You're going to be hearing more of my voice through my vocal training. So this is going to be so fucking funny because eventually it's going to go from this to whatever feminine outcome comes out after this like really arduous vocal training that I'm going through. But anyway, Moonwalker, holy shit. You can't, you can't even lie. You can't even lie and say that wasn't good. That was fucking amazing. Um, and you'll be able to hear the full song, The Way of the Future, if you stick all the way through the end of this episode. And, of course, I have links uh, to uh, their SoundCloud, their Facebook page. And, of course, they're on Spotify because you know me. You know me, guys. If it ain't on Spotify, I don't fucking listen to it. Fuck it. Fuck that YouTube music. Like, the only people that I listen to on SoundCloud, okay, is my man, my man Eric, my man Silver Waves, who's been doing the music for uh, Peach's Picks up to this point, And he will do more music on this again but i got i got to show i got to give props to moonwalker they like rob is a long time friend since high school and like i've been supporting everything he does and like it's fucking immaculate anyway without further ado i want to introduce my new guest on here on peach's picks the queer premiere but oh oh that's a new thing i could do a queer and premiere god damn i should put that on a fucking shirt and sell it god damn christina you brilliant bitch anyway the queer premiere podcast at peachfuzzcomics.tumblr.com. My good friend, let's talk to Hannah Butler, aka Chibi Kitsune Cosplay. Come on, turn on that. Oh my sweet god, audio. let me hear you. How you doing? <laughs> you are such a flatterer. Holy crap! I am doing? so not like a what did you say? Prolific cosplayer. Yeah, you're That's prolific. Not at all how I picture myself, but. Yeah, yeah. Well, go ahead. Honest. Keep going. Toot my horn a little bit. My <laughs> I know, head is right? not big enough yet. I can still fit through my door. 
<laughs> yeah, let's let's get that head boosted a little bit. But the thing is, yeah, exactly. um, I won't mince words. Some of y'all people are saying some creepy ass shit on Tumblr uh, through these asks and shit. I don't know what it is about Tumblr as a platform that you guys can think you can say whatever the fuck you want to me. It's like, hey, hey, peaches. Oh, let me just, I just want to kiss you. I'd be like, that's fucking weird. That is weird. Ooh. Okay. Like, I'll say this right now. Like, that is strange. <laughs> like, I'll be oh, like, God. yeah. Like, I'll shake your hand. Like, I'll give you a firm high five. Like, I'm all about it. But, but, high five. but Hannah, we're going to start the show. They can't see us right now because, of course, this is an audio-only podcast. Good. Um, <laughs> so they can't see us. So I'm going to start the show by doing this quadruple backflip. Ready? You got to watch, though. You got you okay, to watch. watch. Okay, ready? Watch. Ready? Here we go. <laughs> oh, amazing. And you. Oh my god, that was fantastic! How did you even do that? Know, it was just, I'm so acrobatic, magical. I'm pretty sure I saw a rainbow too. I know it's just it's just the gay <laughs> podcast. So anyway, let's talk about you, man. How we met through very weird circumstances, as most friends do. Yeah. Oh god. I think it was like how a. Long ago was that? How long ago was that? Indeed, two thousand. Two thousand nine. Two thousand like ten. I was an ugly yeah. fuck when we met. Like, no. I was like, no, God you damn. No, you weren't. Um, I think I was a freshman in high school. God damn! Yeah. Freshman in high school? That had to be in 2009 then. Yeah, I think so. Because it was when I was... We definitely met when I was living in Pennsylvania. And I had moved to yes. Massachusetts in 2010. Okay, hold on. Oh. Right real quick, this story. Yeah. I love this story. It's when... The first time I met Hannah... She drives literally like hours to meet me at my parents' house in this big ass that. truck. And it was this like horrible Dawson's Creek episode where we were talking about like romance and life on a shitty like playground behind my parents' house. Oh my God, I remember the, that. The fucking moon. It was like the most <laughs> melodramatic, like weirdest shit. It was, it was fucking phenomenal. Um, that was but, fantastic. I will never forget that. And that was the first time we met. It's like our, our friendship comes. Well, that was the first time we met in person. We'd been friends a, for quite a while. Uh, we were friends for like a couple of years. Yeah, before we actually met in person, because that was like right after I had like been able to drive, and then I was like back in the area, and I was mm -hmm. like, I am not leaving this area until mm -hmm. I go and see Peaches. That's amazing. Look at me on the on the list right now. Uh, if you look in the posts below, because of course this is a post on Tumblr where most of you beautiful people are. If you scroll below, you'll see all the incredible, incredible fucking cosplay work that um, Hannah has done. Like, Aww. well, God fucking damn! Like that's that's insane. Yeah, I show you I shout you out all the time on Snapchat, and you miss it all the time. I know I do. I don't use Snapchat. Like I. I'm gonna be honest. I use Snapchat to boost up how adorable my dog is, and that's about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's being exceptionally cute today. Like every other day, I'm gonna take a video of it. He's being distracting right now. He would like my attention, and he keeps kicking me in the rib cage. <laughs> um, that's most dogs get attention though. I'm trying to get me to play with his toy with him, but well, he's a very he's inclusive guy. Yes. I know he. There he goes, fucking mm -hmm. off down the hallway. He missed my flip though. I'm very disappointed. Like, he my Fuck flip. you, mom. I'm going to the kitchen, which is only five feet away because my apartment. That kind of sounds like the it. entirety of my uh, high school experience, actually. Fuck you, man. I'm going in the kitchen. <laughs> There's food in the kitchen. 
a Shakespearean tragedy that is. And so you all, we also met when I was moving into AI, which let me say right now, anybody that's helped to, you move in. Yes, you did help me move in. Anybody who's thinking about applying to any art institute, don't do it. It's a fucking horrible school. Oh. Fight me. Like it's a fucking terrible horrible predatory ass school they're going through like some lawsuit right now i know that i didn't fucking, realize you hated it so much fucking awful but i'm i'm, I'm really? home i'm home at leslie now like leslie lucad it's fucking it's, it's, i love it here i absolutely adore it here um which by the way there could be some news about some sort of a convention that i might be making an appearance at maybe what? possibly but there's no really 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 but I know this is Hannah's first time hearing about it too. But not, I'm not saying any details yet because nothing is solid. But that is definitely okay, within the you're realm. You're going to tell me details later or else details. I'm going to come down there and rip them out of you, which you actually might like. So that's well, not I, really a threat. I might do. Oh, what's up, Bucky? Buck, you're Yo, being a nudge. Do you want to come sit with me instead? It's the winter oh. soldier himself that you can't see oh. looking good in a fantastic Bucky Barnes. bandana. Yes, that is my Bucky. His, his dog cock in the camera. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come sit down. Would you like to sit down? Where's your Kong toy? You have about three of them that I know are still half full of food. Ooh, Kong. Kong yeah. toy. What is that? It's like, it kind of, I'm going to be honest, they kind of look like anal beads, but like very large <laughs> anal beads. <laughs> but it's like, it's this like rubber toy and it's the only one that, the only toy that he has never been able to destroy. And they're like hollow so you can stuff them with food. So mm. I stuff them with uh, food, and then I freeze them, and I give them to him. Oh wow! Because um, they keep him entertained. I'll have but to. I'll have to halfway through, them. and then he leaves them alone. I have to include a picture of Buck in the in the post that I make for this. Yeah, um, I can send you some real cute ones. He's a babe. One hundred percent, he is an absolute babe. But, but what's interesting about you, and is why I have you on the show, is that not only are you a faceted in the. Uh, and like uh, you belong to multiple sects of the, the queer community and the nerd community, but you're also, you're multifaceted in the sense of what you like to do. First of all, yes. the one, one of the most badass things about Hannah is that you were a, a volunteer firefighter. Yes. Like that was, first of all, you're like two pounds. You're like, <laughs> you're like 20 okay. pounds. Let's be honest. I'm like 40 pounds. All right. 40 pounds. I'm 40 sure. pounds. So you juxtaposed to a big ass fire hose is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Let's okay. So let's actually talk about that for a sec. Please usually, do. Um, usually, the water comes out of the hose at about a hundred. We can stop right there. Usually, the water comes out of the hose. Yes. Wrap yes. that around your mind. Yeah. Can you? Am I going too fast for you? Do you want me to slow down? <laughs> um, slow down, professor. <laughs> so usually it comes out at about a hundred pounds. Holy shit! Pressure. And when I say usually, I mean usually the hoses that I'm on because they recognize that I am just about that much. Um, <laughs> but, you know, for like so the bigger, like burlier men, it, your it'll be like 115 pounds or whatever. But I, um, yeah, it's, and it's like, you, you know, it's not like your average garden hose that's easy to like bend and move and stuff. It's like a, right. it's a log. It doesn't want to bend. It doesn't want to lose <laughs> you. It wants to go where it wants to go. And I can't tell you how many times I have, like, I have gone to, like, forest fires and stuff. And I come home with mud everywhere and, like, 
you know, I've like rubbed my shoulders raw with the hose on top of it. Ooh. And I'm like, well, that was a good day. That's oh, that's fun. horrible. But I, I kind of have this like fantasy that you you ever see um I think it's a uh, Power Rangers Lightspeed Rescue, but the Sentai version is uh Super Sentai Go Go Five, which I for you guys don't know this about me, but I'm a fucking super fan of Super Sentai. Kyoto Sentai Zoo Ranger was my first, which is the American version of of Mighty Morphin, and it's like I love I fucking love Power Rangers. So Go Go Five. You might remember Lightspeed Rescue. Everybody was like a firefighter or a doctor, or like, and they had this like giant train that was watch like their a lot Megazord. Of Rangers, to be honest. Well, anyway, so that's how I picture you to be. Like, you're you're, <laughs> basic, you're basically uh, one of the Rangers from Go Go Five because one of them was a firefighter. Well, I think it's like a brother and sister that are a firefighter, and then they like switch into costume, of course, to be a Power Ranger. So basically, did you? You might as well did be. You ever watch Ranger. Rescue Heroes? Rescue Heroes. Yeah, there was like a whole action toy line and everything, and they had movies. Yeah, yeah, I remember that vaguely. They, Do you remember that? Really? Okay, that really was my shit when too. I was little. And they made like a what? They made like a Batman and Superman line of like rescue heroes as well. Like they had all like, these Is superheroes. It? Oh, I miss those. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure I, we could be thinking about two different things, but I definitely remember rescue heroes because there was a cartoon of it as well. Yeah, there was. There were like movies and stuff. Like, goddamn. Yeah. So why did you get into firefighting? Tell me about that and tell me about the process. So that's actually kind of an interesting story, although I guess that's probably pretty obvious. You know, no 100-pound little blonde girl just, you know, decides to join firefighting without an interesting story. This is, this is when you were blonde. Yes, that was when I was blonde. I am I'm a pinkette now. It's all natural, You're I promise. Baby, it baby just Zara. happened. <laughs> I am I am Zarya's little sister. Um, so I actually, so I graduated high school, went to University of New Hampshire mm. as a pre-vet major, and I failed out after my first semester. I mm. was college not for you, or is it like a was it like personal circumstance? Like... Um, it was it was kind of a mix of things. Of I have struggled with anxiety and depression and um, my dog had passed away recently. And as you'll, if you don't already realize, you will realize soon my dogs are like my entire life. Um, and I had, you, will, you will see them in the post below. Yeah. And so Buck, Bucky, my little Bucky boy, I had just gotten him in April of that year. Oh. Um, I remember when well, you first got him. He was such a nugget. <laughs> <laughs> So it was just kind of a combination of things. I got very anxious. I, you know, the pre-vet major is extremely difficult and they set up so your, dangerous. yeah. And they set up your first semester for you. You're not allowed to pick any of the classes and mm. they specifically make it very difficult to weed out any of the people that are not going to be fit to do it. And so I had right. a biology class, a chemistry class, labs mm. for both of those, two writing classes and a freshman seminar class. Mm. Um, and, you know, being away from home, not having Buck with me, because very much so my dogs are my um, emotional support animals. Yeah, very much so, your therapy. Yeah, so I think, you know, it's just a combination of things. My anxiety amped up. I stopped trying, and I stopped going to my classes, and I failed out of them. And so then I was just kind of, you know, at an all-time low. I had zero self-esteem. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And... Mm -hmm. You know, I just started working. I worked at a kennel for a couple months, and that was a fucking disaster. Not that the mm. dogs were bad. The dogs were amazing, but the people working there, it was a nightmare. Um, right, of course. 
you know, I watched the manager like physically pick up a dog and throw it by the scruff of its neck. Um, horrible. It was, you know, I got, I like took a German shepherd to the face and I lost. And, um, oh, Jesus. the manager was like, so you had a, you had a fridge thrown at you. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I love that dog though. He was just trying to jump up to say hi, right. As I was bending down to do something and the top mm. of his head caught me in the lip and I ended up with Ooh. five stitches. Um, oh my it God. Split almost all the way through my lip. I had to go to the emergency room and the manager uh, was just kind of uh, like, meh. She was like, oh, you're fine. And I'm like, do you see the blood gushing out of my face? <laughs> fucking awful. Um, so, you know, I was just kind of lost. I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. My mom ha is in healthcare. She worked, um, you know, as an LPN. Um, yeah, shout out to Gail. <laughs> yeah, my mom's, my mom's awesome. Um, I should get her to do one of these at some point. But um, Yeah, she's funny, man. She's hysterical. If you think I'm funny, my mom is even crazier. Um, but yeah, so she worked her way up through, um, she worked in an ICU unit. I believe she also worked in the ED, the emergency department, um, uh, labor and delivery. So she has a lot of background in health. Um, so I had thought about, you know, maybe that was something I wanted to do. And she had joined the fire department as a volunteer. And she was like, why don't you join? And that'll oh. give you a good idea to see if you like helping people. And if you do, you can get your EMT certification, work as that, and just sort of like test it out, like use it as an opportunity to decide if you like healthcare. And oh my God, this is like a superhero. I did. <laughs> I did. I actually really, <laughs> I really liked it. It was, you know, it was just, it was really rewarding. And, um, you know, a lot of people don't realize this, but like, at least 80% of those calls, especially in the town like where I live, they're mostly medical aid calls, actually. Wow. Um, there's There are certainly a lot of fires. I've been to a couple car fires, a couple house fires. Uh, I've been oh, my to, God, a car fire? Yeah, we've had some crazy ones. There was a tractor-trailer car carrier on fire at 3 a.m. out on the highway. And Holy shit. Somebody multiple forms were going off. Fire. Oh my God. And like multiple of like the cars that were burning, multiple of their horns were going off and it was 3 a.m. Oh no. Yeah. And at that point I was working at a bar and I had literally just gotten home from bartending all night and crawled oh, yeah. into bed and the call went out and I started crying. Oh, that's <laughs> horrible, horrible. I'm yeah. home and it's like, oh, well, holy shit. Uh, I was playing my friend's mixtape. It got a little too hot and a tractor just went up. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember what happened. I think I was so tired that I was like, I don't even give a shit. Let me go home. <laughs> I literally, I had the you blankets on. <laughs> my hand on the light to turn off the light and the call went out and I oh, actually no. think I shed a tear or two. I was so upset. I was it's like, oh. just like, just like Spider-Man or, uh, or Batman, you know, like yep. justice Absolutely. calls. Yeah. Hero people are burning or tractors. Oh. Yep. I've had a couple of those instances before. So that is a beautiful narrative though. Like you drop out and you find like a lot of uh, things about yourself helping others. That's, that's really fucking, really fucking noble. It was. So then you really thought the natural progression of things was let's get my ass in some skin tight pants and dress up as characters from video games. Oh, that was already a thing. Like but no, how... I've been cosplaying since I was 14. That was the short story of that. <laughs> yeah. So like what, what do you sort of gain um internally from cosplaying is it is the is sort of thing where it's like this started out as something fun to do or is there something that you legitimately gain internally from it because while you do struggle with that um 
with anxiety and depression, how I outline it is that I need to create something. Like I, I try to, I call it Batmaning in the sense that I take my negative circumstance, I use an energy and convert it to a positive energy. So what's funny is that this, this strip, Peach Fuzz, is like a beautiful outlet for it. And like, not mm. only am I productive, I'll be able to make some money off of it and like feel better about myself because like when I look back at everything that I made in my portfolio, I was like, half of the shit I made was when I was feeling depressed or dysphoric. Mm -hmm. And now people are like, oh, look at what you. Oh, maybe you'd like some money. I'm like, yes. yes. Indeed, I would. Thank you very much. Mm. Um, yeah, no, it absolutely, definitely very much is. Um, it started out, I was, yeah, I was 14. Um, mm. The high school that I was at at that time, the anime club had planned a trip to Zenkaikon down in mm. Pennsylvania. And I was so like. The weave team hopped it. It was a good time. Yeah, tell, yeah, tell us about I went to horseback experience. riding. I went to my horseback riding class in the morning yeah. and then met up with them and went down to Zenkai Khan. And I was like, holy shit, this is the coolest place I've ever been to. Mm -hmm. And a couple months later, Getting, I went uh, to Otakon. Well, well, before that, let's talk about Zen, uh, Zenkai Khan. That was like the big pinnacle. That was the entry point in. Do you have any standout memories from that con? It was, I mean, it was a pretty small convention, but I just remember like, mm -hmm seeing the cosplayers and at that point I had no idea what cosplay was right. and I just remember seeing like there was I distinctly remember this Daydara cosplayer uh -huh. and um from Naruto yes and right. actually I just realized that was where I met a couple other people that I'm still friends with I met Rosie she was mm -hmm. cosplaying Sakura from Naruto and mm -hmm. um she and I don't talk all that do much anymore. <laughs> what? That's what you do. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. And um, through her, I ended up meeting Lexi, and I actually was just on PlayStation with Lexi two nights ago. Um, I have met so many people through this; it's insane. And you know, looking back, you know, like you, how long I've known some people, I'm like, holy crap, has it really been that long? I know, feeling old. <laughs> oh, yes my back hurts <laughs> so like uh so like you now that you're developing this like kind of sense of community um so like what so what is it about cosplay that appealed to you initially before you started like hey i could do this myself man so i think like i said zenkai.com is really my first kind of um introduction to it i didn't really know much about it before that i don't think i mean granted this was quite a few years ago, so I can't really remember all that well, but I think I just remember like seeing them and being like, that is so cool. Like mm -hmm. I want to do that. And I, you know, I had the, I had the gumption. I really wanted to do it, mm -hmm. but um, given the fact that I was 14 and it's <laughs> yeah, it's expensive. And my parents thought I was weeby enough as it is having gone to the convention, <laughs> they were not going to help me out trying to make these, cosplays and stuff and I think I tried to like pull one together with some like Halloween store wig for Otakon a few months later <laughs> really actually have the ability to cosplay until I was I think maybe I turned the corner when I was like a junior or senior in high school was when I actually started to amp up my game and then it sort of grew like exponentially yeah it seemed to explode at the drop of a fucking hat man it seemed to like evolve yeah. into this whole other fucking beast in a very short amount of time 
Yeah, when I actually look back at it, like when I was a senior in high school, it was like, oh, I finished or I like redid my Sarah cosplay from and I made Elizabeth from Bioshock Infinite. Mm. And I'm that person. I cosplayed in My Little Pony. Mm. Um, that was about that. <laughs> oh, that was funny. I So I was a nanny for a while. And, right. you know, and I have a little sister. She's seven years younger than me. So I watched My Little Pony. And I actually was like, like the old My Little Pony when we were little. That thing scared the shit out of me. I did not like that. Yeah, My Little Pony's the shit, man. My sister is so fucking good. Yeah, I the sat down and so I, like, I watched like half a season with her and I was like, yo, this is this is amazing. It's actually good. It's, it's a really fucking good show. I, don't don't be a good. hater. Don't be a hater, man. Like MLP, this new one, it's good. It's well acted. It's actually good. Animated. And I am so convinced that the only people that are like, oh, you like My Little Pony? That's so stupid. Are the people that haven't actually watched it because it's like... 100%. If, if you like any kind of like cartoons, like Steven Universe, Adventure Time, you know, anything like that, like it's actually like, it's actually a pretty decent show. Mm. And, you know, I would watch it with the kids that I nannied because it was like, I, I had watched it with my little sister mm. and then I introduced it to the kids that I nannied because they kept picking shows that I was like, I don't want to fucking watch this. Right, so I like, oh, intro- those? oh God, they, I don't even remember just like honestly i don't even remember and i was like why don't we watch this show to try and see if they would like it and then they liked it and it was a little boy and a little girl and the little boy even liked it so that was something that we could all agree on in his roots now yeah you created those childhood memories for him (laughs) oh my god that was something that we could all agree on so it like worked out really well (laughs) that's fantastic yeah. So, like, oh, so tell me more about what else you really gained from cosplay because it seems as though what you gain, uh, what you, how it initially got you prompted, feels like it comes full circle from what you gained for it in terms of like a sense of self and community. So you want? Oh, talk absolutely. About that a bit? Yeah. So you know, like I said, when I left college, I was, you know, I was had very low self-esteem at that point in my life Mm. and i think that was about the time where my cosplaying really took off like i had you know done a couple what batman did exactly exactly Exactly. what i was talking about you took the energy exactly created shit from it exactly i had more time i had more ability i was working actual jobs so i had money um (laughs) and i started like meeting people um and so then i had more friends and then i met this one girl we're not friends anymore but you know the course of time yeah because the majority like uh from the thousands that follow and the thousands that write in i know the good majority of you are um (laughs) are like uh in the tweens of high school yeah, and, uh, <laughs> so, it happens, you know, and she yeah, and I are definitely not even on good terms at all um, in any sense of the word. But mm. I cannot deny the fact that she pushed me to do more with my cosplay and mm. try more because she cosplayed like a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was always asking me to do groups with her. And so through her, my 
cosplays kind of skyrocketed and mm. my self-confidence skyrocketed with that. Um, nothing to do with her, but to do with like the cosplays themselves. Like I felt better about my cosplays. I felt better about right. myself. I met more people. Um, you know, I got friends because I moved every year of high school. So mm -hmm. I didn't have a lot of friends because I just kept moving and it was like, this is like, I don't have, I don't have any friends where I live, you know? And I, at a certain point after like the third or fourth move, I was like, I don't care to even try and meet any of you people because I'm just going to leave again. Yeah, it's hard. It's kind of like the, 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 the Navy brat thing where it's like uh, you're the new kid every time. That's what everybody thought. Yeah. That's what everybody thought that I was an army kid. And I'm like, I'm not, but you know, it kind of feels like that sometimes, but mm -hmm. you know, it was fine because it actually worked out well because as I moved through schools and I realized how, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? Not superfluous, but like maybe superficial is not really the word, but like kind of non-important high school friendships can really be. It kind of put oh, no, everything. Yeah, there is a superfluity to, uh, is that a word? Can we look that up? Superfluity. Well, super, superfluity, you know what I mean? <laughs> just, just pre-cum grossness of superfluity. Oh, Oof! Why'd you uh, have to use that description for it? Was it was the first thing that came to my head. Oh, God. Typically is. But no, there is a superfluous nature to like high school friendships. Like, oh, yeah. It's one of those things where, like, again, you guys will figure this out in a couple of years. Uh, like, as, when you graduate, 90% of who you know, you will not give a fuck about. You will not talk yeah. to again. Like, everybody says it, but it's so true. In three years, everybody's got to, about to get pregnant, get married. <laughs> and the people that you still keep in contact, those are the people that you will be friends with for life. Oh, 100%. Hi, you know? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and so it, you know, I definitely turned more to the people that I met through conventions because like I could keep in touch with them over social media. We had the same interests and we saw each other at conventions. And so it was fine. Everybody had their own lives. Everybody did their own thing. And then we'd all exciting. what meetings were also always exciting too, because it was a rare occasion. You guys look forward oh, yeah. to seeing each other. So it's like always yeah. like, a, it's like Christmas in July, every single fucking time. Like, Oh my God, there you are. And it's in costume too. Oh yeah. So <laughs> yeah. And it's just and it's, you know, everybody does their own thing. Everybody has their own life. It's totally fine. And then when you meet up, it's nothing but love. And it's like, you know, and you each cheer each other on and keep in touch about each other's progress and, you know, swap tips and, you know, oh, I'm cosplaying this. Oh, well, I want to cosplay this same character from that thing. We should cosplay together at this convention. And it just, you know, it's, it, it really is such a nice community as long as you make sure that you stay out of the drama side of it. I got sucked into it for quite a while and it almost made me quit cosplaying. Ooh, I can't imagine. But when it comes to when it comes to sort of the different negative sides of it, I want to know: Has there ever been a cosplay that you built where it was just a job in the sense that I don't really like this character, I don't really like the show? Has there ever been a moment where you were like, um, I gotta, I gotta make it because I because I'm about to finish it, or like I gotta put this together because the con soon? Like, yep. so oh, yeah. tell me, tell me about that. Which ones were like really not the ones where you're like, ah, this is so definitely. Definitely the ones that so this this girl um, that who had really pushed me to cosplay more. She liked to do all these, you know, the popular cosplays, and she wanted me to be the like sidekick. Your and your and your Elizabeths and your uh, and your Rays. <laughs> 
Yeah, and she wanted me to be the sidekick cosplays to right. her main cosplays, and she would always, you know, oh, let's cosplay this, and I'd be like, okay, do you want to cosplay this? She'd be like, no. Mm-hmm. All right. So, you were, so, there was, you t- so you had kind of this Batman and Robin thing where you're like, yo, I could be Nightwing. Like you were like, it's like I'm not about this. I could literally go to like fucking what is it, Bloodhaven right now, lead the Teen Titans. Like fuck you, like I'm gonna do my own thing. And you know what the funniest part about all of that was? Was that she kept cosplaying, like, she cosplayed, like, uh, let me, here's an example. She cosplayed Cammy, and I did Jerry Han from Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. And nobody, and the thing that kept happening was that I kept cosplaying these characters that nobody cosplays. Mm-hmm. You know, like, she did um, Yuna, and I did Pain. The fuck else? There were, I mean, there were so many, but... You know, and then because I kept cosplaying these characters that nobody cosplayed, I ended up getting more notice than her. Oh, so it's more of a, I know you, but who are you? What's going on over here? Yeah, like, oh, nobody cosplays pain. Oh, nobody cosplays jury, Mm -hmm. you know, and like she got, I think she got pretty salty over that because then every time that would happen, then she would be like, I want to cosplay jury now. Right, of course. You know, but it was like there were these cosplays that I didn't, you know, really want to do, but I was doing them because I was like, oh, that would be kind of cool. And there were some of them like I cosplayed Black Cat. Um, uh-huh. She was doing squat. She was doing Spider Gwen, and her boyfriend was doing Spider Man, and so she was like, do Black Cat. And like it was always these cosplays that I was like, I don't know, I don't. Have Your any, Black like, Cat turned out fucking rad though. <laughs> I know. Like, like I was like, I don't really have any like huge interest in doing this. And then when I did it, everybody was like, "Oh my god!" and like flipping their shit over it. And I was like, I don't even like. Breathe. It's pretty rad to have though. It's like, f- but the thing is, it's not in you. So you're like, so the way that you view that and the circumstances upon you making it, like, kind of like diminishes some of the artistry that a lot of people are are um, appreciating. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like kind of like when you look at YouTubers and they're like, I've been doing this for a while, and I want to quit, but the entire community is kind of forcing me to be here. Uh, Markiplier released this like beautiful, relatable video. Like, I don't really watch him a lot. I don't really watch him a lot. Like, I come in, I listen to him a little bit, and I fuck off because, like, I can't take the screaming. But I love him as a person and as a personality. And he released this thing. It was like uh, this video was called, like, I'm Lost. And he was talking about, like, uh, the passion and uh, the sort of stuff how it dwindled. And I'm like, that has to, like, you should never do something that you don't enjoy doing. Obviously, that's yeah. the most cliche thing to say. But when it comes to art, that couldn't that be more true. So true. I, you know, and that was another reason why I almost stopped cosplaying because I just was not feeling it anymore. Mm-hmm. I was just like, this just does not, doesn't make me happy anymore. I don't know why I'm doing this. And on top of like how poorly my friendship with her ended, um, like it, it like almost it became kept, synonymous with the activity, like the sort of like negative friendship. It did. Like, you know, and it just, it, it left a very sour taste in my mouth about the entire thing. And like, you know, and the fact that all of my convention experiences within the past year had been the way she did conventions, which was photo shoots all day. Mm-hmm. And so now you have this like air of freedom. Yeah. And so I just, you know, by the end of it, I was so exhausted. I didn't want to do it anymore. And then I went to another convention without her, with my boyfriend, with my friends, and had that freedom to do world. what I wanted. And I was like, holy shit. You and your boyfriend do incredible duo stuff together. I'll definitely include another person. <laughs> you guys look fucking fantastic. Uh, that also he does have the uh, the the build of a superhero, so he could fit oh my in there. Which is, which is incredible. Buff. 
Yeah, he's kind of he's kind of he's kind of like Johnny Bravo built. You feel me? Like, <laughs> yeah, he is. He like, is again, yeah. I'll, I'll include that below. So, like, tell me which which ones like what what's the, what are the ingredients for a rewarding cosplay and in tandem um, the wearing experience? Like, what makes the perfect recipe to make sure that this is enjoyable and it provokes your best work? Hmm. Like picking one out or once it's done, feeling whole good thing, about it overall? Bang. Like what, what are the perfect ingredients to make this um, the best that it can be for you um, yeah. emotionally? I think really I like doing characters that I'm really invested in. Um, mm. You know, Diva was a big one for me um, for a while there, especially because, you know, when Overwatch was first announced and I was looking at the characters, I was like, this girl's name is Hannah. My name is Hannah. And then I was looking more at her and I was like, oh my God, she's a tank. Because I always play as tanks. Mm. I am not the sit back and strategize type when I play video games. I'm the virgin screaming and kill them all. Mm. And um, so to see this tiny little girl with so much sass as a tank and her name was Hannah, I was like, this was fucking meant to be. I am cosplaying her. <laughs> and if I cosplay her, I want it to look damn good. And so I didn't want to buy a screen printed bodysuit. I sat down and I spent four months and I don't, I lost track of how much money I spent because I was like, I don't care. It needs to look good because this is important to me and I want it to be good. Mm -hmm. I spent four months and at that point the diva hype was like, you know, everybody did diva. And so I was kind of feeling a little bit poorly about it because I was like, everybody does diva. So like, like, I don't know. Like, oh, fuck. Like now this, everyone's mm -hmm. hopping on diva's dick and it's like kind of like, but you, but, but you, but you yeah. committed to it. Yeah, I committed to it and I finished it and then I wore it at one convention and I keep and I have brought it to like every single convention since with the intention of wearing it. But I just haven't <laughs> actually worn it again and it's kind of sad, but I kind of feel like I've rode the diva train because I like I got some good photos out of it and then um That's your baby, you got to bring her around. Yeah, I like I got some good photos out of it and um I did a like I did a boudoir shoot of Diva and so I like I did a whole month of Diva Patreon stuff and then I don't know, I just kinda feel like I'm kinda feeling over the whole thing and part of that probably is also that said ex friend after I debuted it, she cosplayed her and now I can all oh, I can okay. picture is her face in that cosplay and I'm like, mm, I'm good. That sucks. But the thing is, like, uh, your preceding work afterwards is, again, like, again, fucking phenomenal. It gets better every time. Yeah, and then, you but know what? I'm not all that upset. Stacks. I'm on to bigger and better things, and you know what? That's all that matters. I just wish that people, like, hadn't sent me the photos of her, because literally, like, 15 people were like, oh, gosh. yo, do you see that she's cosplaying this now? And Part I was like, great, thanks. I want to burn this cosplay yeah. now. Mm-hmm. But. Keep that keep that in there. It's nothing that you can't repurpose for something else, and that's the beautiful thing about the nature. Oh, no, of, uh, I'm going to keep it. I spent so much time and effort on that thing, and I'm so happy with how it came out. Like That is over 100 pieces of fabric sewn together. Wow. I handmade every single patch on that cosplay, every single piece of armor, every everything. I made the boot covers. I made everything. The only thing I didn't make was the headset and the gun. I had 3D printed and then I assembled mm -hmm. them and painted them and, you know, added little pieces to them. Everything else, everything else I made. Ooh, before we get into the next segment, what's your what what part of making a cosplay do you look forward to the most? And what part do you hate the most? 
being done with it. <laughs> Honestly, I enjoy making this stuff, but I also I'm an impatient son of a bitch, and mm. I'm like, I just want to be done because I want to see how good it looks on me. Mm. Um, and so I. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about the intricacies of making it. Do you love the sewing the most? Do you love like? Oh God, I hate sewing. Uh huh. So is that the part you hate the most? Probably. At this point, love the most. I really enjoy making like armor and props and stuff now. Like, Mm. I used to pretty much only sew. And since I've started getting into armor and prop making and stuff, I found that it's like a lot more fun and a lot easier than sewing. Like, I feel like sewing is so tedious to me. And so, you know, I'm pretty decent at sewing, but. Right. I'm like, I would rather just, and I, I love armored cosplays and I really, really want to make more big armored cosplays, but certainly, yeah, I think the props and the armor are my favorite and sewing has very quickly dropped to the bottom as my least favorite. A uh, quick shout out to uh, Jessica Neger real quick, because first of all, like <laughs> her, her body and form dictate a lot more materials, I'll politely say. So like, I can't imagine how expensive that is. I can't imagine yeah, how right. sure that's behind that. So, like, quick shout out to that. And you met her. Tell me what that was I like. Um, honestly, I didn't. I met her very briefly. Um, we were all at the Sky Bar. And I was actually sitting with another friend sort of across from her. And there were tons of people surrounding her. It was kind of funny. It was like there uh. were a bunch of people just sort of awkwardly hanging out nearby like they just wanted to be able to say that they stood in the same vicinity as her for 20 minutes they said nothing they just stood there they they weren't there with friends talking in french they just stood there it was like so uncomfortable (laughs) like i was over there like talking to friends meeting people like whatever but yeah and then this this guy that i had actually met at colossal con and i saw him and i was like yo i recognize you we were talking and then I guess he wanted a photo with her, but he wasn't really sure how to ask her. And so I was just like, and I had already kind of been drinking. And so I was like, yo, Negri, he wants a photo with you. Will you take a photo with him? And she had been drinking. She was like, ah, come over here. Um, Mm. And so he took a photo with her. And then I was like, little shit. I was like, yo, can I have a photo with you? And then I came over and I was like, I don't really know where to like sit to take a photo with you. And she like pats her boyfriend's lap and he's like not even looking. So I was like, (laughs) I I, like sat on his lap and I'm wearing like this short dress and my entire fresh old butt was sitting on his lap. (laughs) Not in there. I was, yep. And the look on his face was like, who the fuck? Peek to cheek with her boyfriend. I, yep, and oh, she was awful. like, bro, come over here, let's take a selfie. She was like, whatever, sit on his fucking lap. Like, you know, and his face was like, <laughs> oh what God. the fuck have you just done? Who is this person <laughs> on my lap? Why did you allow this to happen? Oh, why, Jessica, great. why? What have oh. you done? <laughs> and so we took a selfie, and she just has the greatest facial expression ever. It's on my Instagram if yeah, you want to look at funny. it. I'll it's, include that below as well. Oh, it's so funny. And she, like, just gave me the middle finger and I was like, this is the best photo you ever could have taken. And I was laughing so hard that my face is absolutely stupid. So I had to put a sticker over it, but it was hysterical. I was like, thank you. I'm good. I'll get off your boyfriend's lap now. I'm glad to know that she's nice in person. Oh, she's hysterical. Like I was just like, while I was talking, I was like watching her. She's just a big goof. And like, honestly, I like, you know, 
I would be like totally honest. When I like first knew about her, I was that person who I was like, oh, she's only famous because of her boobs. And then I like very uh-huh. quickly realized like, oh, I used to be a, I used to be a Jessica Negri hater. And I'm so ashamed of it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Cause like now that I've like, you know, really like looked at her work and, and like I've seen her like interact with people. I have interacted with her and I've realized I was an awful person for thinking that. And mm-hmm. she's, a total sweetheart. She's extremely talented. And she, you know what? Like, that girl makes bank. And if you mm. wouldn't shove your boobs up, you know, not even out, but like up, you know, little <laughs> for that much money, you're fucking insane and you're a liar. Yeah, more power. Anybody to would. <laughs> because Honestly. it's a kind of a, it's a kind of expression of feminism as well. It's just like there's a lot yeah. of empowerment that I view in uh, in what you do and what she does. In a sense, exactly. it's like uh, like and also with it when it comes to my uh, like I used to do a lot of more pinup work and I'm getting I'm getting more into that and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so it, it comes from um, again just the empowerment empowerment of the female body is just so fucking badass to me. It's mm-hmm. just, it's just so so fucking rad. So like moving on, uh, moving on from that. When you mentioned boudoir shoots, do you uh, want to talk about how you first got into that and what you gained from it? We're circling back around to that person they again. Are. She is the one who actually got me into them. She wanted to do mm-hmm. one, um, and she was like, "Do one with me," and I was like, "I mean, okay, like sure, whatever." Mm-hmm. So give us a spark notes of what you gained from that personally, without. So you don't have to wrap her into that again. <laughs> yeah. So spark notes. Um, more self confidence. Mm-hmm. It was actually like just a really fun experience. Um, Were you scared first? I was a little nervous, but mm. you know, it's effectively it's like wearing a bikini. You know, like mm-hmm. honestly, some underwear even covers more than bikinis. You know. Um, mm. What do you think about it, fabric wise? <laughs> just strategically yeah. in different places. Exactly. Um, and it's just different types of fabric. So it was like, whatever. And, you know, it was just, it was kind of a fun experience. Like I, when I do boudoir shoots, they are very not serious. Mm-hmm. I laugh my entire way through them and I fun, make stupid faces and stupid poses. And, you know, it just, it's just like in shooting with a photographer that you know, and you're comfortable with just makes them so much more fun. Yeah, I can't imagine taking it with some, bum pervert you have no idea who the hell they are oh yeah no the first boudoir shoot i ever did was with a photographer um robert huang um Mm. he actually does a lot of my boudoir shoots um and he and i had robert huang you'll have to give me a website link for me to put down below then yeah i think his instagram is raw halations um (laughs) i'll have to find that but yeah um he and I had like shot just regularly before. And so yeah. I was comfortable with him. Um, and since it's then, he weird. and I have done a bunch. Um, he and I did a bathtub boudoir shoot. That one was interesting. Yeah, that one was really cool. Very risque. I was mm-hmm. totally dude. Mm-hmm. There were about three bath bombs in that thing. And it was slippery as hell. And at the end of it, after <laughs> you tossed the third one in and the third one disintegrated, I could not even hold a pose because I kept sinking to the depths <laughs> because I was so slippery and everything was so slippery. And he was like, can you do this pose? And I'd like try and pose and I just slip into no man's land. And <laughs> but he was like, okay. And oh, I was like, I think we're done. I can't do anything. <laughs> Oh my god, that is absolutely fantastic! Yeah, I'm saying like I imagine that it like it starts out pretty similarly to everybody because like uh, my friend uh, Kitty Bertina, how good old Hallie, she's a very dear friend of mine, and like I, I have to get her on the show 
Um, you guys seen her before. She's been featured in the actual strip itself. Um, she's done like uh, she's done thank you stuff or like a reaching follower tears. Like she's absolutely fucking phenomenal. I, I need to sit her down and like uh, talk about that kind of uh, and what that brings for her uh, personally. Um, another person I want to bring on the show is my uh, friend Liz, who is um, who is non-binary, but they're a stripper. So I want to talk about that kind of like interesting nature of like uh, what that really uh, brings into themselves. Um, a very personal. I imagine it's that very interesting. Uh, yeah. Um, also, I just need to take them out to coffee because they're fucking rad. We've been talking about that for fucking wow. ever. So let's see. We covered pretty much all that uh, sex, uh, sect, sects, sects, S-E-C-T-S, as in multiples. Um, I think it would be a good time to check in on your asks, guys, on your asks, because I haven't been, I haven't been looking at these my super recently. Um, check on your asks. Is that what you said? No, my ass. Your ass? Well, you my can ass. below if you go on patreon.com slash Jimmy Kitsunik Cosplay, which I'll hey, link below. Hey, my butt's everywhere there. Bada boom. How much do you have to pay at minimum to see your butt? I'm pretty sure there are pictures, maybe not of my fully naked butt, but there are definitely pictures of my butt for a dollar. Yo, if you want to see Hannah, Hannah's butt for a dollar, go on and go on. Marginally clothed for a dollar, buck ass nude for twenty five. <laughs> there you go. Look at that. You can't I'm break a, a deal better than that, lady. Yeah. For the price, of, <laughs> for the price of a season pass, instead of uh, uh, doing it on corporate America that doesn't give a shit about you, Hannah's butt cares about you. Go on. Hannah's butt cares about you, and it will tell you that it cares about you if you would like a custom video of my butt telling you that it loves you. Just send it's me a magic. DM. It's like a magic eight ball. You know what it I mean? It is. Shake it. And he'll say, no. <laughs> let's uh, <laughs> all right, let me scroll all the way down here to like these asks that I've been neglecting. Okay, so not moose683 says, Hi there. Any advice on what to answer when people tell things like, Oh yeah, I identify as an attack heli helicopter? helicopter. Uh, a little type of there. Seems like tell everything I say spelling that sucks. Oh my god. But your identity is valid, don't worry. Even though your spelling sucks, no, seems like everything I say to them is always turned off. against me. Oh, oh yeah! Shout out to that asshole. Thanks. Love your blog. In parentheses, a lot. You're awesome, Blue. Oh, Blue is the name of my fucking OC. That's fantastic. You might have seen her, um, Blue in the Kingless Knights. Um, I fucking that is, that is my absolute baby. So I'll definitely answer this. So. It, it sucks when someone says some bullshit like that, like, oh, I identify as an attack helicopter. And me, while I identified as non-binary, I made those jokes myself. Um, you know what I mean? It, and it was all good fun, but they can legitimately hurt when, like, you're already feeling some doubts, when you're already feeling dysphoric. Like, you don't kind of need that shit. It's the only thing that you can do. Stand your ground and say, hey, man, that's not funny. Can we not joke about that? Like, it, all you have to do is just be honest, complicit, calm, and just explain your situation and how you feel about it. I agree. And if, and if not, kick him in the balls. Who fucking cares? So, <laughs> um, or don't do that because you'll get charged with assault. But well, if you're in high school, like what? You'll be sent to the that. He'll just get sent to the dean's office. Exactly. I've been sent to the dean's office. I got suspended. Uh, I punched someone. Oh, you're so you're such a thug. I'm uh, such a thug. NB Pal says, "I love your comic. Thank you, NB Pal. I was wondering if you know any terms other than spouse or partner for non-binary married people. Oh, those Ooh. just sound a little clinical for me. But I don't really feel comfortable using gender terms either. Um, it's ah, god damn it. Um, you, you love person. Love person. Oh, you heard it first here. 
on uh <laughs> look, this is my love person kim uh, kim coined date mate and now you have love person it's kind of like bird person in rick and morty hello i am love person <laughs> i feel like i could totally come up with some better ones but you gotta give me some time i'll have them at the end <laughs> oh please do so thank you Andy about Powell. For the rest of the time yeah shout out to your love person please um <laughs> my random name is stupid says yes it is so I've been dealing with some hardcore body dysphoria recently, and I think it's about time I invested in a binder. But I don't know where to start, and I'm not rich. Do you know any good websites that sell quality yet cheap binders? P.S. I love your comics a lot, little peach. Less than three. Um, I I get these questions all the time uh, when it comes to binders. I am completely clueless. I'm sorry. Um, I'm a I chick. I might be able to help a little bit more. It's uh, like you know, I want tits. So yeah, you're kind of the opposite. I'm going to complete opposite. But if you know stuff about binders, Hannah, please share. So first of all, if you are binding, you just have to be very careful depending on how large your breasts are. Um, mm -hmm. Ace bandages can actually um, cause damage and oh issues. And because if you bind them too tightly, you're cutting off circulation. Of course. Um, so unless you're like me and you already have like no boobs, um, <laughs> you probably don't. And if you want to see those no boobs, please. Yeah, no Yeah, a dollar. Hey, uh, <laughs> enough shameless self promotion because there's quite a amount. But yeah, so I would definitely invest in a in a binder. Don't use an ace bandage unless you're like me and you just need that smidgen push down a smidgey smidge. Um, smidgey smidge. Smidge. Um, it is a great I word. Can, I definitely have friends who use binders. I personally have never used one. Like I said, I don't really need one and I haven't really cosplayed a lot of male characters, but I can get some recommendations and give them to Peaches for Peaches to post for you. Yay! So thank you for writing in. My random name is stupid. Uh, fix that. Um, moving on to Steven Universe cool. Fan 109. What gave you the idea to call your blog Peach Fuzz? Love your comics, Betwa. Well, thank you, Steven Universe uh, Fan, for reading, of course. Um, Peach Fuzz, I, I told this origin story of Peach Fuzz a billion times. It was initially, uh, hmm? what? I'm not the I one that's been drinking. A ninja. A nin a, a ninjally. Initially, it was a uh, homework assignment for my comics course, and that was when I figured out what I wanted to do with my life. Thank you, hey, college. Uh, Peach Fuzz just sounds like, I thought it would be funny just because Peach Fuzz is the name for the starter hairs on a young, growing boy's face when initially they're growing facial hair. And so when it comes to my name is Peaches, like my nickname for years has been Peaches. Um, That's what I so, tell you. Yeah, 100%. So I just thought Peach Fuzz would just – it just sounded funny. There's no, like, real awesome fucking reason. There's no, like, amazing, like deep it. metaphorical reason for it. It's just, it's just cute. It's like it Yeah, has, I think it's cute. I like it. It has my name on it. It's simple, and you. I wanted it to be remembered. You know what I mean? So thank you, Steven Universe Fan 109. Uh, we're moving on to Max J 101. Hi! Three exclamation marks. What? Jesus. Hi! I know, right? I saw that you were polyamorous, and I was wondering if you could give me some advice. I currently have a girlfriend, but I don't really know how to ask her about having a poly relationship. And in parentheses, I really want one. I'm really afraid she'd break up with me. What should I do? That is three uh, question marks. And in another parentheses. both could definitely chime in on this one. Oh, yeah. I wanted a poly relationship for a while. Uh, end parentheses. Betwa, illimism, and your comics are great. 
Well, I love you too. I'm sorry the way you said that. <laughs> Just reading it phonetically. So when it comes to polyamorous relationships, I had no idea that I was poly. I was like, I've been like yeah, neither you know, did I. I mean, I've been like long ass, committed, monogamous relationships. And before I became poly, I was in like a phenomenal, I was in a fucking great monogamous relationship. But I felt as though there was something inside me that was like yearning to claw its way out like a baby xenomorph about to bust through my puss. So like Ooh. I was my God! So that's the description we're using. Yes, hundred percent. It's first. <laughs> we're gonna we're fully using the phallic symbol is used in aliens. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> to draw parallels to my own dysphoria and sexual experiences. Um, so when it comes to polyamory, So what happened is that with any other polyamorous relationship, of course, it was easy for me because I was single. I just fucking went for it. I dated with other people, and I told other people that I was dating other people on the side, and I was just like, wow, this suddenly makes so much sense for me because I started thinking we meet people every day. We meet mm -hmm. people every single fucking day and relationships should like flourish and fluctuate individual of each other. It shouldn't matter your relationship with another person because if you like someone, you like someone, why fight it? All like, but you need to have that open and honest communication. Bell hooks says that those are some of the fundamental pieces of having a mm -hmm. loving relationship, open communication, trust, mm -hmm. recognition, respect, mm -hmm. acknowledgement. So if Preach. you, and you have that more so than anything in polyamorous relationships than you ever have with monogamous ones. And so oh, yeah. it just made sense for me. I love Kim and Morgan. I love those two girls. Like they're fucking, they're the loves of my life. I fucking love them both so much. Um, and, them. But oh, oh, I guarantee you will. They're fucking great. Um, and so the only thing that they're ever concerned about of when I go out and meet someone on a date, say I meet someone on Tinder, like I just gotta, I just gotta snap them real quick to make sure, to tell them I'm alive, that mm -hmm. I didn't get kidnapped by... Hannibal Lecter riding a bear and not, I'm not ended up in this souffle somewhere for season four. That'll never happen. Like, I just got to tell them what's up because I've never, like, I never, when it comes to polyamorous relationships, you can't ever feel the need to lie. Then again, yeah. if you ever feel the need to lie, you probably shouldn't be in a relationship in the first place. If you can't be yep. open and honest with them, it's just like the fundamental sects of a relationship are amplified when it comes to polyamory. You can't, lie you can't hide the truth from them like yeah. they like my partners but uh, the but what's funny is that my partners both of them they're not in a relationship with each other they're they're friends they're like friendly with each other and they're like they're civil and so sweet to each other they're so great um they they both know me much more intimately than any other my monogamous relationships just because of that level of honesty and it's been oh, so bless you, oh, bless you buck it's just been so fucking rewarding. So when it comes to you wanting to talk to your girlfriend about that, and for all I know, you may have you may have broken up already. Maybe you're in a polyam relationship poly relationship right now. I don't know because I haven't I haven't answered this ask in fucking ages. Um, you just you just gotta be straight up. If it like if if, if that is your partner, if that is your girlfriend, if that is your partner. You should be honest with them, and they should take that, and they should understand and empathize with your perspective. If not, they're not even a partner worth having. If you can't go to your partner and be like, hey, I'm opening up to you because I love you and I trust you, and I know that yep. you can empathize with me. This is how I'm feeling, and they return with shit about themselves. That's – it's very reflective of how they view you. That's objectifying you. That's like diminishing your worries and your concerns and your insecurities. That's not – not cool. Dump their ass. Um, 
but again, I imagine it's so hard and like you're so insecure about the, the possibility of that happening. I know I was like it should, but it's a hurdle that you just have to jump through with honesty. Like there's no other way than to rip off the Band-Aid. You know what I mean? Yeah, so Hannah, do you have anything to add to I that? Can, yeah, I can definitely chime in on that because I – so I actually recently realized that I was poly and mm -hmm. um, I was in a relationship just like you sound like you are. I forgot what your username was, person. Hello. Um, uh, bird person, uh, Max J 101, Max J 101. Um, assuming you still are in the relationship. Um, <laughs> so I had had what I realized were poly relationships and I guess I hadn't ever really realized that this was something that I had just sort of, no one talks doing. about being poly in mainstream media. We had no idea this was an option. Yeah. And I, and I guess there was something that I had sort of already been doing and already been feeling for quite a while. Um, hmm. I had been dating a guy uh, long distance and he didn't want me hanging out with other guys or not necessarily hanging out but like dating other guys but he was totally fine with me dating other girls because I am bisexual um and about like no no dudes I'm like what fuck yeah dude have you seen cock <laughs> yeah yeah and so you know he was totally fine with me seeing other girls and so that right, right. you know and that wasn't even my first instance of a poly relationship i had also dated two other girls at the same time and it was like we weren't technically like in a relationship but they they were in a relationship and the three of us all kind of had a thing and so uh, i awesome. kind of realized you know because two of my very close friends are engaged and they are both poly and they have a very you know they have a lot of experience with poly and they have a very functional setup and after hanging out with them and talking with them quite a bit i realized that i was poly as well and when i had this revelation i was dating my current boyfriend um who's phenomenal you great kid who who is and he is monogamous he is not poly and i had this conversation with him and my it was i was only been in monogamous relationships as well this is her first time as well and it's been peachy fucking keen yeah and i was terrified terrified to tell him mm -hmm. and i didn't you know because i think when i went to talk to him we hadn't been together too long it was certainly less than a year and right. i was terrified that, that not being too long constitutes as a little under a year kids <laughs> <laughs> well it was sometime under a year it could have been only a couple months i can't even remember when this came up but um that's what grown ass dating is. <laughs> know, right? God, I'm old. Um, but yeah, and I was terrified and I just brought it up to him very calmly. I thought about what I was going to say and I just said, listen, like I just, this is something that I'm feeling and I just want you to know that this is, you know, something that I have been thinking about quite a bit. And I just, yeah. you know, he, his relationship, our relationship is based on communication and it is exactly what peaches was saying the largest thing the most important thing whether it's a poly relationship monogamous relationship gay or relationship straight relationship it. it doesn't yeah it doesn't fucking matter and this shouldn't even go with for sexual and romantic relationship this should be every relationship that you hold with any person in oh, yeah. your life you need to just be honest and open <clears throat> my boyfriend and i fuck you're distracting me my he boyfriend and I are his opinions of polyamory. <laughs> yes, mom, preach it. Um, my boyfriend and I are very open with each other. More so, you know, I think I have a lot more to just like talk to him about because I got issues. But you know, 
that's just me. And, you know, so I talk to him and I tell him everything and I'll, you know, when this came up, I plucked up the courage and I talked to him about it and he was like, you know, really? Like, that's it. I thought there was like an issue. Like I thought you were breaking up with me or something. And I was like, no, not at all. Could could that be from the consistency of open and honest communication reflects in the security that you two have as a couple that it's about loving more and not loving less. What? (laughs) And so he and I like, you know, we talked about it and he was like, I'm not, he's like, I don't know. Like, I'm not really like, and I didn't even ask him if we could have a poly relationship. I just uh-huh. told him that I was. And so it wasn't like I asked him. So it wasn't like he really had an answer. Like he didn't need to give me any kind of yes or no answer. But, of course. You know, the point is he was very, very just understanding about it and very nice about it. And he is a monogamous person. He's not a poly person. He has never had a poly relationship. He has always been monogamous and he is straight and he is a cis white male and you know so (laughs) like he is just about like you know the least poly lgbtq person that you could possibly the least queer (laughs) yes i was trying to find like a good the least queer person you know that you could possibly think of and he was you know understanding and he said all right, you know, like, I, I love you. And I recognize that this is, you know, who you are. And that's fine with me. So, you know, and if he had had any kind of different response to that, like, it's fucking weird, blah, 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 I would have dumped his ass. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't need that kind of like person in your life. And that's not to say that that person is a bad person. It's just to say that that person is not right for you. Because you should not have to hide anything. You should not feel like you have to hide any part of who you are because of the person that you are dating. And this goes for literally anybody that's listening to this podcast right now. If you ever feel like you need to hide or shove down or whatever, any part of who you are because you're afraid of what you're significant other might think or what they might do especially if it's what they might do to you you need to get the fuck out because that is not a healthy relationship for you and you are going to kill yourself trying to be pretend to be somebody that you are not for this person and that is not okay i don't care how much you think you love them it's not healthy Mm -hmm. talk to them if they do not understand if they do not accept it they are not right for you 100 as Billy Joel says, just tell her about it, tell her everything you feel. Or the genie, tell her the truth. Oh, that's even better. Oh, yeah. Oh, we just watched fucking uh, Twisted from Star Kid. So we're kind of in love with Jafar right now. It's fucking phenomenal. Look at Buck. He doesn't know what the fuck is going on. He's giving me the sass brows right now. And here he comes for a you're into those wet flaps, man. <laughs> quite intimately on ah! in your headset right now. Ew. So that wraps it up for question. Otherwise, thank you. Mad. Thank you so he's much eating. for the compliments. Uh, bother, bother, Tucker Jam, Conditional Student, uh, Lost Gubbins, Prince Skitty, Far From Imp- uh, Empyrean, Rayon, Bitchy Idol, Royal Pigeon, Kozumiku, Sleuther with two O's, Meme mm. Lord Craig, change your name. Fang in there, Melody <laughs> Crescent, uh, Magical Ruler Kitty Cat, um, Art Back Driver. Do not Minty eat your Kiwi, bed. Uh, 
Rinvar 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 G artwork uh, and Dragon yeah. Rider one six seven. Thank you guys so much for your beautiful, lovely compliments. Thank you so much. You've been making my transition uh, absolutely fucking incredible. Like I am so fortunate to be in the situation I am. I realize that not a lot of people have such an as easy a, a transition as I do, just because everyone has been so in inclusive and accepting. Um, we're going to wrap this up with the plugs and my music recommendation. So in terms of what I've been listening to right now, I played it at the beginning. I'm going to play it again at the end. Moonwalker. Go look up on Moonwalker on Spotify. Listen to their single for free on Spotify. And of course, you get a free listen. But the first touch is for free. If you want me to, t uh, you know, you want to tick your ear pussy a little bit more, as Kevin Smith likes to say, please follow them. Follow them on most things. Uh, go, go, literally just go on Spotify. I'll have all the links below here and I'll play the song at the end. Way of the Future. Way of the Future by Moonwalker. Aside from that, if you're uh, down to listen to anything else, I've been listening to the uh, Aladdin soundtrack on Broadway, which is also on Spotify. Oh, and of course, yeah. you'll be able to find that on YouTube as well. Um, and like, I think the round uh, to round that off is that I've been listening to a lot of R. Lum R. R. Lamar, that's R.L.U.M. as in Mary.R. He's an alternative R&B artist, and he you probably heard him through uh, the song Frustrated. Like, I'm frustrated. Uh, it's like, so he's a fucking phenomenal artist, and I've been listening to him so much. Um, please go into your Discover Weekly on your Spotify to, like, keep up to date with all kinds of new music. I keep getting fucking recommended fucking K-pop to me. I don't listen to K-pop. Yo, recommend to me. I listen to K-pop. Yeah, send that I'll, shit over here. I'll absolutely send that shit over there. But the thing is, when I listen to K-pop in my recommended, it's like, oh, this is music that you like. I'm like, I'm like, no, it's not. What? But stop sending this to me. Like, it sounds great. Send it to me. Let's it be sounds, friends. If you like K-pop, so send it to me. I'll send it to my weeby little sister. She likes K-pop a lot. Like, it sounds fucking phenomenal, but I can't understand what they're saying. I don't <laughs> care. They have pretty voices. I will send that. Uh, I will 100% send that over to you. Those are my music recommendations. As far as what I've been reading, I just finished Jam by Benjamin Yahtzee Croshaw. He is a fucking phenomenal writer. You may know him from Zero Punctuation over the escapist.com. Uh, very dry humor. The essential premise is that it's, a, it's an apocalypse novel, except everybody's getting eaten and killed by uh, strawberry yeah. jam. Whoa. It's hilarious. I know. Um, in terms of what I've been watching, I've been watching Hannibal. I'm up to season three. That's on uh, available for, for streaming on Amazon Prime. Um, you want to get it illegally, you're a bastard. But <laughs> but no, Hannibal is fucking phenomenal. I've been absolutely uh, floored to the world. Um, absolutely floored with the artistry of Hannibal. It's without a doubt one of the greatest television shows that I've watched in my life. Uh, Kung Fu Panda is also on Netflix, which is, again, you should just watch it entirely. Oh, um, God, I, um, that movie. Oh, it's so fucking good. Like, that's one of the one of my favorite, favorite fucking trilogies. Um, so Hannah, what have you been listening to recently in terms of music? Do you want to share anything with the kids? What, what? Oh, let's see. What have I been listening to? Is that thunder? I can't tell what that is. Sorry. Thunder. I got distracted. Oh God, you just got me going now. That's all that's in my head. I, okay. You know what's in my head right now? Hmm. You know, the, the, the Krabby Patty. <laughs> Someone put that to um, fucking what song is that? There's some, I think it's animals or something, some dubstep song. <laughs> and that's what is consistently playing on repeat in my head. It's like the backdrop of my life. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's fucking phenomenal. Look, 
I've been playing Diablo, though. Actually, I just finished Final Fantasy 15. I haven't really been reading anything other than homework. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I got the, the trophy for Final Fantasy 15. I've been playing Kingdom Hearts 1.5 HD Remix as part of the 1.5 uh, plus 2.5 HD collection, which is $50 on PSM, which is a fucking steal because it's four Hello. games and two movies. And you've been playing Diablo 3, correct? I just started back up today. This will be like my fourth time playing it. Um, you, me, and Morgan, my partner Morgan, we should all play together then. I agree because so I had it on Xbox first because uh. I'm a loser and I got an Xbox. I have a good reason. <laughs> um, my boyfriend's brother was selling his with all of his games, two controllers, and a charging thing for the controllers, all for two hundred dollars. It's fucking so steal. So I was man. like, yeah, it's well, a fucking steal. And I wanted, I wanted it. I wanted, I want all consoles because I'm a, I'm a greedy person. So I, <laughs> I, I, I got If you it. want to be able to fund those like certain needs, go ahead and go on patreoncom slash Yeah, I'm a greedy person. Yeah. So I finally got um, a PS4 when Final Fantasy 15 came out because I was like, um, okay. yo, fuck my life. I need one. Um, and so I have been so wrapped up in work and school and I finally finished Final Fantasy 15 and I regret my life. Um, very sad. No spoilers. Um, yeah, if you haven't finished so it, be ready to cry. Have a box of tissues next to you and make sure you wait. Finding Nemo when it just emotionally punches you in the dick, like right at the beginning of the movie. Just imagine that for about an hour and a half. And that's the ending it's of like Final Fantasy 15. I, I spent about, I think I spent like 20 some, probably close to 30 hours just running around doing side quests. And then when I actually progressed in the storyline, once you hit Altitia, it is a very quick downward spiral. Like a oh, very yeah. quick downward spiral. Like you go from like, wow. And the bros, does shit the bed a little bit before the end. Does. It does. And it's like, it's like, you know, it's like, wow, this is such a fun game, you know, broing it out, road trip. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, Oh, the, the world wait, collapses. It's like, wait, oh, no. Stop. Stop. I'm not ready for this. Stop. What are you doing? But I will say, if you don't know already, which I hope you do, but in case you don't, make sure you wait until after the credits and watch the after credit cutscenes because yes. they're awful and they will hurt you. And if I'm going <laughs> to suffer through them, you all have to as well. Phenomenal. Um, in terms of the Vita, I've been playing uh, Severed, which is has been our free game for download uh, last month of PSN, which is, again, fucking phenomenal game. Fucking so fucking good. So those are your recommendations. So we're going to close this off with yeah, a couple of plugs. Hannah, if they want, if they love your voice and they want to see more of you and your butt, where, <laughs> where should they voice. go? Where should you send these kids? They don't know where to go. Oh my gosh! Don't be lost, children. Come follow me. I um I have She's a Patreon. On her phone right now to check the links. Well, because some of them are like a smidge different than the other ones. I tried to make them all the same, but I just want to make sure that I'm saying them all correctly. So my Instagram is Chibi Kitsune Cosplay, and everything that I post on there also gets posted to my Facebook page, which is also Chibi Kitsune Cosplay, but it has. But for reach, which Everyone is why I will look down. There. Yeah, Facebook fucking yeah. sucks. But so I pretty much just post to Instagram. In yeah, so I pretty much just post to Instagram. Um, but it also links to my Twitter, my Tumblr, and my um and my Facebook. So I know a lot of you who are on Tumblr, so you can follow me on Tumblr if you don't have an Instagram. And all of my Instagram posts go there as well. I do post photos of my adorable animals. We have baby goats. If you like baby goats, you can follow me. Um, you can also follow my mom because she posts a lot more baby goats than I do. Shout um, out to Gail. God, yeah, shout out to Gail. Um, 
and you can subscribe to my Patreon. I put out tutorials and I do them as much as I can, but a lot of times I'm an awful person and I wait until the last minute and so I'm crunching and I don't have time to make <laughs> tutorials, but I make them as much as I can. And at a certain point, um, you know, I, I do the same kind of basis for all my props or a lot of my props. And so at a certain point, once I've made one tutorial about how I make props, there's no point in making five more for different shapes. Of course. So, so what other rewards um, could they look forward to? They help support you on Patreon. Yes. So it's, you know, you know, if you if you would like to support me. And then I also do Twitch stream when I have time, when I'm working on stuff. I will be Twitch streaming. I try to a catch bunch of work. Everyone. Yes, I do. I, I try and stream on a plethora of different uh, areas. I will stream on Facebook. Uh, again, butt reach, and I will stream on Inst I streamed on Instagram like once. I didn't really like it. I do stream on Twitch. My Twitch is twitch.tv backslash chibikitsune14, I believe, and I stream all of my cosplay work on there. Um, I have a bunch of awesome uh, projects that I will be working on in the next couple months here for uh, Colossal Con in June. So if you'd oh, like to hang out, right. there's some Overwatch in there. There's some Atlantis, Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, let's see what else. There's a couple Overwatch things actually. Um, yep, I'm doing Kida from Atlantis. I'm doing Winry Rockbell, which is actually pretty much done because it's Winry has been a long time fucking coming, dude. Oh, I know, right? That one I wanted to do when I was like a sophomore in high school, and then I'm finally doing it. I'm doing a pinup version of Sailor Jupiter from Sailor Moon. Ooh, so that's gonna be interesting. We ever looking forward that. to that. Yep, and then we're doing uh Final Fantasy 13 girls. I will be doing Fang, and then um for any of you Legend of Korra fans out there, we will be doing Nuktuk, Hero of the South, and <laughs> Ginger. So if you'd like to uh, hang out and subscribe to me and you know stay posted for awful hysterical photos of my boyfriend carrying me as I drape across <laughs> him like a damsel in distress with a horribly fake drawn on mole on my chin. <laughs> Please do. I am a cinnamon bun, and I love when people come and hang out with me. There you go. If you want to see more of me, obviously you're in the right place. You are on peachfuzzcomics.tumblr.com, where, of course, Peach Fuzz releases so far every Tuesday and Thursday. I'm gauging a poll right now at time of writing. I'm recording this on the 6th of April, 2017. I'm gauging a poll right now to see whether you guys want to make the push for Peach Fuzz to release daily. Whoa! So we will talk about that with um, depending on how that uh, thing goes. I'm going to let that uh, roll into itself until about uh, Saturday today. Hannah, stop picking your belly button, Lynn. That's gross. No, I have an itch right <laughs> next to my belly button ring. Literally I lying. Gross people. Literally Actually, I'm kind of gross, so be forewarned. Kind of sniffing it, putting it in her mouth. It's getting. <laughs> oh my god! Loser. My so, belly button ring is itchy. If you want, so you're already in the right place. If you want to see consistency in content, I do have a secondary blog, ladiesofthe.blacklagoon.tumblr.com, where I where I release my dysphoria pieces that I've been releasing on Instagram.com/slash Hey There Peaches. If you want to see my uh, my actual art, a uh, lot not a lot of people know this, but Peach Fuzz is not my art style. What's, oh my god, you are just literally just jiggling your tummy trying to distract me from my plugs. Not a lot of people know this. Not a lot of people know this. But Peach Fuzz is the farthest thing away from my regular art style. If you want to see what my true art looks like, please go on Instagram.com slash HeyTherePeaches and into Anthem, ladies of the Black Lagoon, Her <laughs> art is beautiful, and um, 
I model for her. And if you want to see pictures that are drawn based on my butt, because you don't want to spend one dollar <laughs> to see the actual thing, you can follow her Instagram and look at art based on my rear end. Please absolutely do. And in tandem, you'll be able to find her Instagram so you can find Buck and the goats and her butt and her mom. And my butt <laughs> and my mom. That's yep. awkward. Not together. Not, not together. together. Not Never time. together. Don't ask. It's not going to happen. This isn't Pornhub. <laughs> I mean, I so, could be if you pay me enough. Just kidding. Could be. I mean, no, no. Who would be just a thousand dollar team? You know, stuff gets weird. Shout out to Larkin Love, the best indie porn star. Oh, my God. She's a fucking champ, man. Uh, of course, if you want to listen to more episodes of Peach's Picks, there's the one I have with my old friend Brandon on the first episode. And, of course, second one dedicated to a Q&A. So this will be number three where I talk to the incredible, amazing, beautiful Hannah Butler, uh, Chibi Kitsune. So Woo. please enjoy the entirety of a free fucking listen. A free listen. Goddamn, of new music brought to you by Moonwalker. This is... The way of the future, and this has been Peach's Picks. Thank you so much for listening. Um, that's about it. When your hands get dirty, but your soul's clean, you gotta let go. Oh yeah. When the